Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo Dor Jr., your host. And um, it's awesome to have Leonard Dwayne Brand here. So my friend Dwayne is... Um, can you introduce yourself, bro? Okay. Uh, like, like you said, my name is uh, Leonard Dwayne. Uh, I live in Alabama. More actually in the capital city of Alabama. Uh, I am what I would consider a seeker, which is one that is always seeking answers. I... Uh, I'm an omniist, which means I try to perceive the truth of all belief systems or religions because they all contain certain perennial precepts that are common within every religion on the planet. And I try to see if I can't uh, figure out a way to unite all those beliefs and explain them in one simple format. And um, when you talk about um, being an omniist, for example, what if I made up a new religion? Like um, uh, we worship the the god of cats, and then I I make some sort some rituals up and do use that as part of my reli- created religion. Would you also be uh, believe in my religion? I would want to find out why you believe what you believe, and ultimately, what are you trying to understand. But understand that a religion is, in essence, simply a map. If you do a map of your neighborhood, and then you send it to me in an email, while I can get a vague understanding of your neighborhood, do I really know your neighborhood? No, I've, all I've got is a map of religion. Spirituality, on the other hand, is I actually move to your neighborhood and spend some time there so that I gain that personal, intimate knowledge of your streets, the people, and all of this. A map can't show you that. So what if my religion is something that does not contain the spirituality that you're, you're talking about? It contains something different than... You will believe in it, right? I may not believe in it because belief is certainty, but I would say I would believe that that is the path that you are seeking. Because you know, you you can uh, accept something without agreeing with it, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. They assume that if I say don't accept that, you know, say you're into cross dressing that or I don't agree with it. But if that's you know what you want to do, who am I to judge? The only way I can ever judge anyone okay, but it seems that um what you synon what uh it's synonymous to tolerating, I guess, um welcoming, that's what acceptance is rather than agreeing is to believing. Yeah, right? because I've known people you know, believing is actually just, you know, a certainty. You are convinced 100% that something is right. And like in many ways, like with an atheist, they will tell you, no, there's nothing. I find that difficult to believe. But if you said you were agnostic, well, an agnostic just means I don't know. And what do any of us really know? With 100% certainty. And um, what, what, what do you find hard to believe in, in atheism I always ask like an atheist you know that if you did believe in God or a God how would you define 
the God. And I've learned that most people either, A, don't have a really good understanding of what God is, or they are angry with the church. You know, they went to a church, they had a falling out, somebody there, you know, was mean to them or whatever. And so in rebellion to church, they no longer believe in the God that those people said they follow. Yeah, but in, I know a lot of atheists, and um, they're, they're also my friends, and I talk to them and understand that um, they, they don't believe out of anger or hatred for God. They just don't see any reason to believe in one. And that's a genuine fact. I've talked to them, and so... What you what? Right, like I know they they want empirical proof, right? No, they they just they're you know, just they not something. convinced of it. Like, uh, if you, as you said, the yeah. belief requires a hundred percent certainty of conviction that you believe in something, and they don't have that. They don't see any reason why. Brother, why not just say you're you're, you know, agnostic, which means that you know, okay, there is still a possibility of there being a God. I just don't have any proof. Yeah, but the possibility, yeah, the possibility is, as they would say it, is that it compared to like Russell's teapot, you know, like there might be a possibility, but I don't see any reason to, to believe in it. Yeah, and uh, I, I think I think uh, you're familiar with Russell's teapot, right? I've heard the name, but I'm not really that familiar with his teaching. Yeah, it's uh, is that um the the the. Um, there might be a teapot out there in outer space that's floating around. There might not be, but um, uh, b- but if you were to think about it, you know, like you would believe that there's no teapot out there because it's just something a proposition that that a human being made out of his own um, ideas. Just he made it up just this second. So yeah, but in terms of, for example, being an omnist. And I was talking about the, for example, me making a new religion that I made. Would you, would you accept that? I would have or to first study it a little bit and understand, you know, the principles and all. Because, like I said, like with me, with God, if I, I would tell you that for me, God is consciousness, being, existence, and with just those three concepts, can you say, can you tell me that existence does not exist, or there is no such thing as being? Or there is no such thing as consciousness. So in a way, um, you're not really an omnis, but uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm not uh, joking. But uh, in a way, you're some somnist. You know, like you just believe in some religions, but not all of it. Well, the religions that I probably uh, you know couldn't talk about are those that uh, you know I don't know anything about. And uh, considering there's probably an infinite number of religions on the planet. Um, the only thing I can say for certain is that I'm extremely ignorant of a lot of things, and I don't, you know, say that. You know, I think I think to be more precise, then um, uh, a better word could be used rather than omnist. You know, because omnist would like refer to the totality of of religions. Well, like you said, like if you said you worship cats, okay? Why do you worship cats? What is it about cats that you see as a divine expression? What is it about cats that makes it worth worshiping them? Mm-hmm. Be- well, because they make me happy, and they, and they are they were worshipped by the Egyptians before, and I see that as 
I see that as the as I see the Egyptian culture as the as the inspiration for Jewish monotheism. Right, I, I love cats. I've got several myself, uh, and I've got a sister that has two dogs, and I utterly despise dogs. I was just yeah. kidding about the cats, you know, but oh. I, I, I was but just I, exploring I understand what, an idea. But I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah, but it's like I've got um, a relative that is dating a young female that she said she was Satanist. I'm like, okay. Um, and what I found more disturbing about her was when I asked her, okay, well, what do you believe is a Satanist? And she's like, well, I really don't have any beliefs. I'm like, everybody has beliefs. <laughs> Whether you're consciously aware of them or not, you have beliefs. I mean, even an atheist has a belief that there is no... Well, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. In terms of ep epistemology, there are... Uh, in a way, things that we uh, believe, but um, I guess other words can be used for belief as well. Like um, I have maybe no or certain, you know. Okay, so uh, because I think that a lot of atheists or satanists are ve really, really um, uh, careful with the word belief or faith, you know, because. Uh, other they others might uh, conclude something out of that, and also they can get a lot of persecution if they go around. You could say, ah, I'd almost use the word flaunting their religion because it's so unacceptable by the masses. I would just I just want to meet one who uh, uh, like there's um, an author named Michael Ford, who's he's actually Luciferian. But I would love to spend some time with him and just talk to him about what he believes, why he believes. I've got a couple of his books, but books aren't the same as the art. It's like you could write a book, I could read the book, but I don't know you. I know what you wrote. And I want to dig deeper on uh, you also, on what you believe being a... I, I guess you're a monist, right, brother? Okay. Um. So... I, I have an idea of what you mean by God, you know, being the the oneness, the being the everything, the the consciousness or the totality of consciousness in the universe. Um, but um, why do you call it God? You know, it's it's not it, it's not actually the the classical uh, God that we talk about in in a Christian or Islamic perspective? Well, more properly, you could even refer to the gods as archetypes, like Jung uh, spoke of, to where they are just, you know, an understanding of a specific concept. Uh, or, you know, we want to term them entities, but they're actually energies. Certain energies, certain frequencies and all, certain harmonics have you know, a power or essence to themselves. Okay. Okay. So, um, who is this God that you worship? If I use names, it's simply because I uh, grew up in, you know, a Christian, um, Judeo-Christian type uh, background. But also, I understand that when, you know, you say the word God, it's much like me saying the word president. It's a position. It's an office. Uh, you know, but who holds that office? Um, and even, you know, if you go with the um, Old Testament, you know, Yahweh or Yotebate, 
um, I am that I am. I am all that I am. Um, but each of us, even in Genesis, stated that, you know, when we were created from the earth, from raw potential, because in Judaism, well, in Hebrew, that's what the earth actually implies, is its raw potential. From the earth, we can make anything we will ever need, including ourselves. But, you know, from this raw potential, he breathed his essence, his life force into us, thereby giving us life. Otherwise, we would just be golems. You know, we'd be automatons. But he wanted to give us a free will so that we can choose. Do we want to follow him or not? And that's our choice. Yeah, is there any way you could stop the vibrating? Okay, cool. Thanks. But um, um, when it comes to, for example, the this God that you're talking about, um, is he sentient? Because, like I said, if you considered him, you know, consciousness or, you know, something like that. And his consciousness is in everything. Then wouldn't that make everything, you know, since we are sentient, wouldn't that make him sentient? We are aware, and he is aware of us. Yeah, but how do, how does he think, you know? For example, um, the level of consciousness we have is due to the, the uh, particular um, biological framework of our brain. And that's how we our creation uh, our consciousness evolved to be this way, but a a uni at a universal um, level, consciousness would never be able to work that way and to to have a level of sentience that you're talking about. Well, if you considered each of us almost like a synapse in the brain, but also understand that the mind is far more than just the brain. The mind, ultimate mind, is eternal. Ultimate mind exists irrespective of any of us. If I, if I died and I was the only person that believed in existence or consciousness or whatever, would that mean that existence and consciousness would cease to be because I am no longer? And like I said, a lot of times when people get on the discussion of God, it's a matter of synaptics or semantics or, you know, their understanding of what is God. And none of us really know for certain because we only have, you say, most speculation because of what we are taught. Everything we believe, we were taught. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, uh, when, when someone starts, a, for example, a scientific claim or a philosophical claim on who God is, you know, it, it is... It is not. It's it's only respectful to be able to hold that claim and hold a coherent worldview and not and not um, divert it into a a a an, a paradox, right? So, example, if if you can look at the Christian or Islamic theology, you know they really really try to answer every question the best they can. In order to be hold to be seen as a as an integral um, belief system or theology, so in terms of monism, 
I I can see that in a way you you there are a lot of things that you still do, are not sure of. Well, as far as times, if I had to, I could probably go with um, I have certain agnostic tendencies because I'm I'm still seeking and I will probably be seeking till I die. But I've always been one I want answers and to really understand God, I will have to transcend this physical form so that I can unite with universal consciousness. Yeah, and and um, what I wanted, wanted to say was that, for example, um, if you're going to hold like um, agnostic views, um, I think it's better to just say that you're agnostic, you know, and you might have an idea of who God is, but you're just not sure of wh what his nature is. Or his ontology, or how you may know of him. Like even you know, you could read every book on, say, Christian theology out loud. Just because you've read all the books doesn't mean you really know what it's about. You only know other people's opinion. Yeah, yeah, but um, like for example, um, Christian theology, uh, and they 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 try to understand the nature of God Himself, you know, and they explain it away. And they and a lot of them have apologists that uh, take uh, have debates or proper debates with atheists or Muslims and also on the other sides, you know, and that's what makes them like um very, very uh, strong foundation in our society because, uh, in a way, they tr they try to explain everything and help attempt to give an answer to almost every question. But I guess they, they have their flaws, of course. But in terms of, for example, monism, uh, I, th I still think that it's some, a belief system that's still developing, you know, and might grow into, into something big in time. Yeah, because <coughs> have you ever heard the concept of a monad, M-O-N-A-D? Yeah. <coughs> you know, yeah, we, yeah, it's a yeah, one object. We are each monads. But what are we monads of? That would be, in my opinion, God. <clears throat> Most like I said, you know, we are each, in essence, a uh, synapse in God's brain. But God is also more than just the brain. He's a mind. He's a consciousness, an essence. Yeah, and but um, in a way, for example, I wouldn't actually say that God God's ontology is simply consciousness, you know, because that would like uh, mean that you would be able to actually understand God, who, what God is. Oh yes and no. If you like with you, you are you know a focused expression. You can only know your immediate surroundings. But if there was a way that say I could unite with every mind on the planet, then I could understand everything that they understand as well. And that's the problem is right now because if you want to use the term sin, uh, we're all disconnected. We've got to find a way to, well, um, either in thought, you know, we all think different, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, uh, we're disconnected in distance, uh, beliefs rather than, you know, 
say, you know, if you and I didn't agree on our beliefs, uh, you know, most people want to fight about it. I'm like, no, that's not necessary. You know, we're all entitled to our beliefs. You disagree with me? That's your right. That you know, my beliefs or my opinion is so, yours. So, um, in terms of this disconnection, you know, like, um, do you do you think do you feel think that if someone, for example, lives his life a certain way, when he dies, he will be connected to God, and the and others who live their lives a certain way that would be bad they would be continue in, in eternal disconnection with god well in ways i would say that i use uh, somewhat quantum physics since we are all energy when our physical form dissolves uh and we return to energy we will return to the source of that energy but also at times I wonder if like you say, you know, with an atheist who's saying, well, there is no heaven, no hell, nothing. Does God uh, give them what they believe? And they just cease to exist since they never believed in. But also, you know, that's, uh, but also that's, you could say the problem of words is a lot of times uh, words can't really convey what we mean them to. Yeah, but, um, there are other words you can use to convey what you mean, you know, that, clo that might be close to what you mean. Yeah, but the person doesn't know those words because of ignorance. Um. Yeah, but can, for example, can you like uh, put it in a poetic way, I guess? I th uh, poetry could be a good uh, tool in order for, to, for me to understand what you mean by if an atheist uh, dies... He because he does not believe there is a God. God will make his existence where where he, there is no God. But like I said, you know that that's just my opinion. Uh, at the same time, I don't know, but I do firmly believe that you know since everything is energy, we will all return to that source. So for all I know, you know the atheist being energy is still going to return to that source. To either, uh, you know, live on in the concept of eternity and all with that energy, or possibly be reintegrated into another body and continue, yeah, you know, basically, because I also have a belief that, um, you know, our lives are like a classroom in a school and if you fail a class what happens you get to repeat it because God wants you to learn that lesson that he was trying to teach you but in his love he's willing to give you as much time as possible it's also like have you heard of the concept of the egg um, if you go to YouTube and just you know, type in the egg. It's a concept that um, we are all um, each other. That the only way I can gain complete understanding would be I've got to live everybody's life. So I am you, you are me. I am Hitler. I am every Jew he killed, every Polak he killed. I am Stalin, I am the people he killed, I am Obama, I am Trump, I am everyone. But right now, I am only experiencing one. I want to know what, for example, 
um, when you live your daily life, uh, what goes to your mind? Like for example, oh, this uh, my my a friend died. Um, what happened to him? You know, like or or I'm, I'm gonna. My, what is my goal for my life? Because um, uh, do I want to avoid just be, to be re, re- reincarnated and I just want to graduate uh, this life? You know. And be one with God. How do you think? What's your thought process? Well, I hope that you know I can get the lessons right and won't have to repeat the class. But if I do, then I'm okay with that too because it just gives me. Um, I don't want to say more time, but more experience because time is an illusion. Time is simply. A method we use to organize our experience, but does time really exist as we perceive it? Like I said, only as a means to organize experiences. Um, but if you consider, you know, eternity like the ocean, um, you know, if you walk out into the ocean and pick up a handful of water and say, "This is my life," well, that handful of water, while it's of the ocean, is not the ocean because there's so much more left but we're going to relate and like I said with me you know I can say that okay my uh, birth was here you know I went to school here I graduated here I got married here divorced here and so on and so on but in the concept of eternity all of those events happened simultaneously because the only thing that really exists is now and here. Time is an extension of now. Space is an extension of here. Okay. So I want to ask then, for example, what is your opinion on, for example, evolution? Do you believe it? I would say parts of it. I don't necessarily believe that a tadpole became a human. So how did we come but, of this? But at the same time, uh, certain species have evolved. They've adapted because of necessity. Like originally you could say maybe giraffes didn't have as long of a neck as they have, but because they needed to eat um, you know, leaves that were higher up on the tree, over time their neck grew to allow them to survive. Okay, so are you talking about like um, it's more um, um, mi- micro evolution micro versus macro. macro evolution? Yeah, I still have a lot of questions about okay. macro. Okay, so in a way, you're are you young creationist? Uh, yes, but also, but also, I understand that there is a possibility that, say, you know, we want to believe that you know mankind. Is six thousand years old, but what if that's just one of many cycles? And before Adam and Eve, there was, you could say, another world that was created, existed, and was destroyed. And how many times has that cycle, uh, you know, conspired? So you talk, like you're like talking about an infinite universe or something? Um, a multi multi universe. Yes, because also, uh, yeah, I do also believe that you know there's a possibility that you know you know in another universe, like in this reality, I am not a wealthy individual. 
but perhaps in another one, I'm the richest man on the planet. Or, you know, in this reality, I'm divorced. In another one, I'm not. And, you know, or in another one, I never got married in the first place. Uh, or I married someone different. Or my children are different. And there's so many variables that it really becomes difficult to completely fathom all the probabilities. And that's all that really exists in the future is probability. Possibilities are okay, in the so past. In way, um, are you, I think you're interpreting the Bible in a... In a, in a in a meta narrative, right? Like archetypal stories. Yeah, a lot of it's allegory. It you know, it's stories that are based on fact, but at the same time, um, the events were meant to teach a higher spiritual lesson that a lot of people just don't get, and I'm still trying to study them myself to figure out. Okay, much like with the onion. Is there a deeper layer I haven't reached yet? Uh, and I want to ask you about, for example, free will. What's your opinion on that? Do we can we do we have individual agency, and can we affect the outcome? Only to the effect that we can either accept an event or experience, or we can reject it. But it's. Almost like that dualistic uh, event, you know, I can decide, okay, today I'm going to leave my house. I will accept leaving my house, or I can reject leaving my house and I'll just stay home. Uh, but I have absolute free will over which choice I make. You know, I see a, uh, someone out in public, okay, I can decide do I go and talk to them or do I not. But it's essentially a yes/no dualistic. Either you do or you don't. But either way, you chose to do something. Okay. So, what about morality? What's your take on that? Morality is um, more based upon what one values. Like, if you value life, then you know that will decide your morality. You're you know not going to go around attacking people. You're not going to you know, do anything that could cause harm to others because you value life. If you don't value life, then, you know, it doesn't matter to you. It's not important. And ultimately, morality is all upon what each of us perceives as important. So, um, what about, for example, love? You know, you, you mentioned earlier love. That, it, I, I, that was very interesting. You know, you have to first figure out, okay, what do we each mean by love? If it's just acceptance, then you know, love is love. You can accept anyone and everything. But there are different dynamics within that concept that, you know, like ultimately I believe, you know, when like the Bible said, you know, that a man should be with a woman and vice versa, that deals more with procreation, creating offsprings than anything. That's what marriage is for. Uh, and if you couldn't create offsprings, you know, maybe you're barren or whatever. Um, then unless you want to adopt, why get married? 
you know, and like I said, like, you know, for someone to say love is love, when does it become a problem? Um, you know, love is love, and Bob down the street loves a six-year-old, even though he's in his 60s. Should we just accept that as love is love? Or should we say, you know, we need to step in and protect the child? Or incest? You know, at what point does it become a problem? So, um, you know, bro, like, um, Dwayne, it's been awesome uh, uh, talking to you. And I, I want to ask you one last question. Um, uh, because you're a monist, you know, and, and an omnist, um, you see there's truth in almost all religions. And I want to ask you what your advice is to someone who, who would be interested in this sort of view and that what action should one take to make a good difference or change the world to be a better place? Always seek answers for yourself and don't just accept the answer from someone who claims to be an expert because they may not know the actual answers you seek. It's like I've always taught my kids, you know, learn to think for yourself. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank you.